From Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, November 2nd, 2012. This is a relevant podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios on a sunny 72 degree day. It's very nice outside. This is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello, everybody. To her left, with his hair slicked back because he wore a hat, Calvin Keerly. I just don't know what else to say, but hello. <laughs> on the <laughs> Skype line, hello. on the Skype line from Lovely in Virginia, we lost our Audible.com sponsorship. Jesse Carey. (laughs) Did we really? We didn't lose it. No, it'll be back next week. It was a two-week contract. It's going to come back. They're contracted for next month. I know. I was offended about the whole jokes about how We're not supposed to talk about them. They didn't pay for our (laughs) (laughs) airtime. But let's just say, next time we won't uh, comment about how hard it is to spell audible. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, over there on the ones and twos is our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. We have a great podcast for you today. One of our favorite groups is coming up, Purity Ring. One of the best groups of the year. And our favorite piece of jewelry. Well, see, see, if it was our, if we were going to say our favorite piece of jewelry, the the band name would actually be Coral Necklaces. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? Am I right? Very right. Shell Necklaces Mm. with hemp. Hemp shell necklaces. That big up there in Loverland? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jesse, did you change your fantasy basketball name to Loverland? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I no, love my it. football. You fancy football, football name? Yeah. What was it? The Loverland what? I think it's the Loverland Lovers. Lovers, yeah. Because <laughs> I was playing. It's an intimidating game. I play a lot of mind games with my opponents. Oh, <laughs> you did because me. fantasy is ninety percent mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot. The other ten percent's hustle and elbows, <laughs> boxing out, things like that. <laughs> Uh, the way I play. Right. And uh, also coming up with a brand new issue of Relevant um, c- featuring our uh, a couple of our favorite people. Rain Wilson's on the cover. Bob Goff is in the issue. G- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, a lot of great content. Uh, that just released this week. And our editors come and join us uh, to talk about the issue coming up later. But before that, okay, so uh, we're recording on Thursday. Last night was Halloween. Mm-hmm. Our, our question of the week coming up later in the show is, is Halloween-based. Uh, did you guys do any trick-or-treating last night? No. Well, I would hope you didn't. You didn't have any children. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, it was, it was awkward. I walked around and people asked who I was, and I just said Lex Luthor. We, for we, the eighth consecutive you were, year. You were visited by the police. <laughs> we, we had we have a neighborhood that's like uh, kind of the new urbanism where the houses are, are tight and it's like near downtown and you know, so it's very walkable. Okay. So people from other parts of the city descended on our neighborhood. Yes. It yeah, was a madhouse. And going around, I was shocked. All the mothers I'm saying, I'm not exaggerating, 80% of the mothers had wine in their hands. Mm. Yeah, like actual wine glasses or plastic Wine glasses cups. or wow. large plastic it, cups it, full of liquor. And are, the dads, are open container laws just like ignored on Halloween? I, guess, I don't know. Maybe we don't have them. <laughs> I mean, you could just say, officer, it's part of my costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing I'm a not, slutty I'm lush. I'm a big right. wine fan. Yeah. And then, and then the, the dads all had the koozies and the beer bottles. I thought we yep. were tailgating. I, I mean, I'm walking around like apparently we're doing this all wrong. Because everybody here is tailgating. It's only our second year going out with Cohen, so yeah. now we know. Yeah, apparently you have to <laughs> tailgate. But now we know. And we ran out of candy at our house. I had to start Cameron. stealing candy from Cohen's basket to feed the hungry children. I had no that idea how much you enjoyed. Democrat. <laughs> I did redistribution. <laughs> totally did. I proposed the election week. <laughs> I I lived out redistribution and it worked. <laughs> it worked. It kept you, my house. You, you increased the the rate of candy that Cohen's giving away based on how much he earned. That's correct. <laughs> I left enough for him. He has a a full happy 
candy life. He didn't even notice. Didn't even you're, notice. You're a trickle down trick or treater. <laughs> but I didn't want. I felt bad for the children who just got a little late start because mom and dad didn't get out, and they, you know, well, the houses were running out. To be fair, they didn't earn it. So right, right. Well, so I mean, all, all those little Democrats coming up to our house kept asking for yeah. stuff. Handouts. Yeah. Handouts. I, we ran out of candy around <laughs> the eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock, maybe eight thirty range, and I actually put a sign out front that said, "Sorry." Romney gave away all our candy <laughs> to Winter Park. <laughs> um, did you really? So I did. Did you? Okay, That's so awesome. There, that is awesome. There was a I we we knew all the Christians on our block because all the lights were out and everything. But one house went a, a step further. Yeah. They printed a sign for their door. It says, "Do not knock or ring the doorbell. We do not celebrate Halloween. No candy." Wow. wow. Yeah. What? Yes. Wow. And, and they came back, and there was four dozen eggs. All, all. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's Painted like on the side if you're not house. there, just turn your porch lights off. It's not, I mean, everybody knows mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to put a sign right. like condemning people who are out there with their families drinking wine, right. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah, fine. consuming copious amounts of alcohol with small children. And as the night went on, I mean, you could see the the, the mothers getting sloppier. I mean, it yeah. was it was actually kind of disturbing. Yeah, they're hitting up the same house twice, <laughs> three times. <laughs> the mothers would just sit like at the sidewalk and they. Like just motion their hand to their children, going "Go trick or treat," and yeah. they, they just sit there and stand on the sidewalk and drink. It's like, man, this is well, for you. Well, I, I, I was <laughs> doing I was this for home. you. I, I was at home, but I want to be a good neighbor. So I turn on the porch lights. And I put out a big bowl of candy. And this is what I did last year as well. And there was some candy left over last year. This year, the bowl was completely empty. And my concern is that some kid early in the night just dumped the whole bag. See, I thought thought you would do that as a booby trap. Like, you would put it out there as a test with a little sign that says, take one piece. And you'd find that that bully kid who started shoveling it in, and Mm -hmm. you'd just, like, shoot him with a Nerf gun or something. Can can I tell a true story about this? Please do. (laughs) When I was probably, I was at the, I was right at the age where you, you, like, you can't really go trick-or-treating anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, like when you found Jesus? (laughs) <laughs> no, like, like I want to say like around like 14, okay? It was that borderline year. It was the first year without trick-or-treating. And me and my buddy down the street were like, you know, it's still Halloween. We still want to have some fun. So we're like, all right, let's do that. Let's uh, let's go to his house and get a big bowl of candy. And we'll hide right inside the window. And we'll put a sign that says, just take one piece. And as soon as that kid comes and dumps the whole bag, we'll run out and, and get him. We didn't really have a plan beyond that, you know? <laughs> we just thought this would be exciting. So we go, and I, I swear this is true. The first person that walks up is, is a small child and a grown man in, like, a cow suit with the udders and everything. Okay? Massive human being. The guy grabs the whole bowl and dumps it in the kid's bag. <laughs> oh, my god! And me and my friend are just looking out this little window, literally, like, inches away. We were planning on opening the window and running out there, petrified. that we, <laughs> you know, We're not going to confront the cow man. <laughs> and our can't. first Halloween without trick or treating was totally ruined. You can't watch Chick Fil A commercials anymore. Yeah, I, I, I hate them. And, and I remember <laughs> we were weird kids, so we wrote a letter to the, our, our local newspaper. <laughs> and it was it was it was it, it was the you know it was a letter to the editor, and it was titled uh, "From Utterly Disgusted." <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did not publish. It. <laughs> wow. It was like from utterly d- disgusted in Chesapeake, and unfortunately, the Virginia pilot chose not to publish that particular piece. We, well, uh, wow. our our feedback segment at the end of the show, you guys sent in pictures and and descriptions of uh, costumes and things you did for Halloween. And uh, we're going to pick our favorite, and the f- our favorite will win the new Stephen Furtick DVD uh, for Greater. So, you know, themed, <laughs> that theme just really dovetails. It's, uh, it makes no sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, um, but up first, your entertainment because releases. Because your outfit was greater than everybody else's. Right. Or your idea. You your idea. Or your purity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or your candy selection. Or your redistribution methodology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but up here, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, November 6th. Now, Chad, I got to tell you, we've been getting some tweets lately from people who are disappointed that certain bands have been left off of our... You know, here's the thing. I only have enough time to go to so many websites each week. And if your album is not on Amazon or iTunes, there's a good chance I'm not going to find it. <laughs> so 
just a note to your artists, to the artists out there. If you'd like your album released to be mentioned on the podcast, just hit me up. I'd be glad to put it in there. But as a result, you'll see who's on this week. Uh, who's on this week's new release list. These are the people that are selling their albums on Amazon and iTunes. So apologies to Plato. We missed his. We missed Plato. But good news is that uh, Plato is going to be releasing his album through the relevant store with two exclusive relevant bonus tracks. So we'll mention Boom. that one. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, right. that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah, we'll mention it when our version comes out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that to every artist. Just very calculated. When you give us our very own version, we'll plug it. That's fair. Uh, music on. Uh, how about them? apples <laughs> <laughs> i've decided i'm gonna start saying that a lot yeah. dude i just watched that <laughs> movie did. the other night i just watched goodwill hunting it, it holds up by the way i mean tears yeah. I'm, I'm a baby at the end it's oh, awesome it's, great movie. it's not your fault yeah, no. i know it's that. not no. Ju- no, no no it's not your fault it's not your fault, not your fault. Do stop it. stop it's not your fault <laughs> good actor in this room guys it's not your fault. I know, I know. I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that sound was? 100,000 people hitting stop. <laughs> and rewinding <laughs> to look, relive the emotional moment. Look, look, I have an idea. For the rest theater. of the podcast, we just... This podcast is theater of the mind, and <laughs> they just, it just went deep, so... Music coming out on Tuesday, November 6th. The Goodwill Hunting soundtrack. <laughs> the OC Supertones are coming out with For the Glory. They're back. Wow. Scott is wow. back. It is. Do it. Like it or not. <laughs> also back with a vengeance, Aerosmith, with uh, music from an- another dimension. What one where people care about Aerosmith? <laughs> 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 it's a far, far off place. <laughs> uh, coming out, uh, Vitalik with Rave Age, Rave Age, which we are all over. We are over. Yeah, we're past that. Well, unfortunately. past the ra- Rave Age. And our pick of the week, Teen Days with The Inner Mansions. Movies coming out on Friday, November 9th. We have one. Nobody wants to compete with Lincoln. Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I thought. Oh, I fell asleep in the trailer to that. <laughs> Are you I kidding? Just... <laughs> you hate America. Are I thought, you um, kidding? Doesn't Skyfall come out? Uh, according to Chad Michael Snavely. Yeah, when the relevant version comes out, we'll talk <laughs> oh, about it. Okay. Yeah. No, I was seriously at the movies the other night, and that trailer came on, and I was like, "This, I'm getting bored watching this two-minute trailer. The thing about Lincoln is I don't want to go into the movie knowing the end. And I know the end. I mean, the boat sinks. Wait, that's Titanic. No, so, he, yeah, he gets... He kills a bunch of vampires. Right. We get it. Right. We know our history. Yeah, he hunts vampires. Lincoln, so. Vampire Lincoln just came out or whatever that was called. It's not Vampire Lincoln. The vampire... They, I think that's what Dracula drives home to Transylvania. <laughs> Come on, kids. Get, get on the back of the Vampire Lincoln. You can fit three werewolves back there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, that'll do it for your entertainment releases and Lincoln update. <laughs> Up next, slices. Lincoln update, still dead. <laughs> <laughs> More next week. Listening to Ravenettes, the song is She Owns the Streets. I'll tell you, the moms last night thought they owned the streets. How, how about them apples? <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect transition. Anytime something said and we don't know where to go, you just say that and you're like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, All of our transitions are going to be that from now on. <laughs> oh, it's be- not your fault. At the beginning of the <laughs> No, that one was. That is, that is his fault. I, I started crying again. <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Ellie Goulding with Only You. I love Ellie Goulding. Um, 
I love it also when Chad buys good music for the podcast because he buys it through our iTunes account, which automatically downloads onto my computer mm-hmm. that mean as we well. Pay, that means we pay for yeah, it. Yeah, this company pays right. for it. Yeah. So I, like, whenever he buys, I, like, I discover great new music because of him <laughs> buying it for the podcast. So thank you for buying another Ellie Goulding track. You are welcome. Thanks. You are welcome. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I found this slice in, uh, uh, you know, because we were talking about sweet jobs the other day about working at mall kiosk and how sweet that would be. Yeah. We're not talking uh, about bakeries or anything where we're actually like mm-hmm. sweet jobs. Yeah. But, but it's hard to top this one. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy at a, at a mattress company in California whose job is to jump on mattresses. No. Yes. <laughs> is, there a, is there a glass of wine in the corner of, of the mattress? I, I, I'm sure, I, he, I think he's heavily drinking the whole time. No, no. He, uh, these are specially made mattresses, and his, his quota is to jump on three of these a day. Um, but he has to jump on it just right, so it's not just reckless jumping. It's, uh, he's got to jump just enough so the cotton doesn't become uh, too compressed. But they said he has developed such a fine art of being able to jump in that no machine could replicate how he equally distributes the cotton in these mattresses before they're shipped off to the people that buy them. Hmm. And how much do you think it costs to purchase a mattress that has been hand-jumped on? <laughs> I'm going to go with $2,000. $800. 975 what would we play? The Price is Right? 974. We should. I'm going to go with $2,001. Oh. For well, the you don't get to do it. You know the answer. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we were playing The Price is Right, you had the highest guess. I would have gone 2001 anyway. How much was it, Jesse? $2,730. Really? Wow. So, yeah. So, uh, and he said that it was actually, um, there, there's a lot of people. That, uh, that are willing to pay that much for a mattress. So I was just curious, and I saw this slice, I saw this uh, story the other day about NBA player, seven foot tall, Al Jefferson. Did you guys see this a couple weeks ago? Who bought a custom made bed. And the bed is enormous. Uh, you, can, you can Google a picture of it. it. It literally makes, when he's lying on this bed, which he tweeted a picture of, he is seven foot tall. He looks like a small child. I got to wow. look it up. It, it, it is a mat. I'm going to see if it has the actual. Um, the the bed is uh, ten by twelve feet, uh, so so a very large bed. This bed, which he bought custom made, guess how much that bed cost? Uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll sit this round of the prices right out. 50, this is the showcase showdown. Fifty thousand dollars. Maya, what's your guess? Eleven thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Calvin, uh, my guess is seventeen thousand nine hundred and ninety-six oh, and forty-seven cents. Oh my goodness! I just googled oh, Al I Jefferson bed. <laughs> one dollar. Whoa! One, one dollar, well, well, Jesse. You can't go over. So the correct answer would be Calvin, who guessed seventeen thousand. The the oh, the bed yes. costs twenty-three thousand two hundred and eighty-seven dollars. So how, uh, does he have to have I, a special? And I, all that to say is, I can only assume that this was hand jumped on. Why? And it probably took the whole day for the guy to jump on this bed. So, so sorry to give a, a somewhat visual slice, but picture a small child sitting on a bed. And imagine if that small child was seven foot tall. That's how big the bed is. Uh, also, if you ser- Google search just images of Al Jefferson bed, uh, on page <laughs> number two of results, oh, yeah. um, there's somebody posted, it says Shaq laughs at Al, Al Jefferson's puny bed. And they posted a picture of Shaq's bed, puny which bed? is... No. Significantly larger and has a huge Superman emblem on the on the bed cover, and that one is circular. It's it's round. Yeah, Jesse knows yeah. his. Bed. It's basically like a, Shaq's bed because I I saw this on Cribs. Shaq's bed is like a backyard trampoline, but but a mattress. Right. Yeah. Wow. You know. Right. So all that to say is, you know, if you're looking for for a cool job, I would start learning how to jump on mattresses because evidently they're paying people to do that now. I would just hope that when you, like, when you get your paycheck from the mattress company, I just hope it doesn't bounce. Oh, oh. man. <sighs> I wouldn't lose any sleep over that, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much you get paid. <laughs> I mean, he's jumping on three mattresses a day, so they're obviously moving some mattresses, uh, and they sell for $2,700, so I can only imagine he's making a relatively good salary. All right, what do you have, Maya? It's a, it's a real sleeper industry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Um, another lovely listener sent send in a slice, and I'm taking it. Who's the lovely listener? The lovely listener today is Mark. Why are you calling Mark lovely? Mark, he Nay is Re- lovely. Renz? Nay Renz? Why are you calling him lovely? I don't, I don't, I don't approve. Beautiful skin color. <laughs> you know, what's lovely about Mark, Maya? He uh, sent me a good slice. Oh, okay. And uh, there is a picture. I will not show it to anyone. Oh, it's a visual slice. You yeah. have to use your imagination. It's a theater of the mind. Yeah, it is the theater of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> How about them apples? Um, you can't so, take it. You can't take that from Jesse. That share no, it. that's that's for the share. podcast. That's anytime <laughs> anyone needs it. It's there. And it works every time. Every time. <laughs> Listeners will never get tired of it. So, apparently, there is such a thing as giant snails. And if you were to Google them, they would be the size of your hand. Bigger than the size of your hand. And this is happening just a couple hours south from us, guys. Giant snails are eating the houses of a small community in Miami. Whoa. Here's a, I, I saw a headline. I didn't, really, I didn't uh, look closely at it. But I, it seems to me that this would be – if I saw a, a snail on the side of my house consu- eating my house that's the size of my hand, one, they'd be easy to spot – Two, wouldn't they be pretty easy to get rid of considering they move so slowly? And you have a broom that you could right. just <laughs> whack it with? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure you, I mean, they're, they're, they're really big, so I'm sure you'd be shocked at first, but... This would be annoying, I mean, because I mean, your house would end up being a shell of what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> happening today. I think this sounds like a, uh, a good job for Billy the Exterminator. It does. He should totally... Him and Ricky should on. hightail it down there. So, I mean, like, is it like they're suctioned on to the point that you can't just, like, pull them off? So here's what happens. Well, well, no, you can. Here's what happens. They're called gigantic African land snails. They are not uh, a non-native species. They've actually traced it back to a little elementary-aged kid that snuck two of them in his pockets uh, when he's coming back in 1965 from Hawaii back to Miami. Wow. So it's this little kid's fault. Thanks a lot. Who's Thanks old now? Who's old he's now? Been, he's so been he's in, in prison jail. since so, hey, the so yeah. 60s. We'd have to say to him, actually, it is your fault. Right. It, it is your it fault. Is your fault. It is your no, it's fault. Not. It, is your it is your fault. fault. It is your fault. No, please. It is your so fault. So they can grow up to 10 inches long. And um, they, but ten the thing long. is, here's the thing that. The, you, and their favorite food happens to be house. 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 <laughs> <laughs> stucco. Unfortunately, here's, Miami is nothing but stucco. Right. So. They like to ta- attach to the side of the house and they like to eat the stucco off of the house. They also like to eat garbage and pet food if it's left outside. But here's the thing they carry a microscopic. Heart, I'm sorry, a microscopic rat lung worm, which can transmit meningitis to humans. How, how come you guys are, uh, you know, Jesse's sitting there talking about whatever his slice was. <laughs> you're, you're sitting there talking. <laughs> it was, was so good, I don't remember. You're sitting the mattress talk- one. Mattresses. Yeah, expensive mattresses. And that people can jump on. And you're sitting there talking about snails. And nobody has mentioned the biggest news since Nicolas Cage. Well, Calvin still has to go. They caught the monkey in Tampa. Oh, oh right. Uh, oh, I forgot. See, here's why. I saw that literally right after we recorded last week. Uh-huh. And my mind moved so fast with the news cycle. Yeah. That, so that quickly know. moved on to mattress jumping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went from monkey captured. I went from Nicolas Cage left behind, monkey captured to mattress jumping. Sorry. My mind moved very quickly, but yeah, they did. They caught the mysterious monkey, the monkey that has has basically plagued this podcast for five years, because all the loose right. monkeys in Tampa kept doing things that we would talk about on this podcast, including all the way up into the week right before the Re- Republican National Convention in Tampa this summer. Right. The the loose monkey was making the news, our news, <laughs> and um, and now it's caught. The, the, it was was it caught by the guy that had pretty much dedicated his life to tracking it? I don't know. I don't know. To look I, I thought you all would bring this information and inform us. You're Several t- people tweeted. You're but, totally but while, allowed to bring while, while we uh, go to the do the slices, I'll find out some more deets on this. Okay, thing. good. I'll out. find out the tales. <laughs> 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 all right. So what do you have, Calvin? Oh, I just wanted to say, oh. if you want to kill them, you apparently just put them in your freezer and they'll slowly freeze to death. What about salt? Can't you just throw salt on them? <laughs> you probably could. Just salt your house. Everyone needs to have a salt house. Mm-hmm. Like a pressure washer with yeah, salt. with salt in it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you solve Miami's problem, you, Miami, you cure yeah, meningitis of... for a generation. Yeah. If you just put some salt water in your pressure washer. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. All right, what do you have, Calvin? So the second biggest news story this week, 
is, I think, of course, we've all been wanting someone to talk about it. Uh, Walt Disney buying Lucasfilm oh, and right. buying the Star Wars from franchise. From the grave. From Bray's resurrecting it from the grave. Walt Disney came back from the grave. He and got up Lucasfilm. and he bought it. And then he went back into his carbonite frozen state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the actual story is that, uh, you know, Disney bought Lucasfilm, the franchise or the company that owns Star Wars, Lucas's company, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, for $4.05 billion in you, stock you and could, cash. You could have just said $4 billion. I think that a lot of people are going to like the specifics. Yeah. <laughs> 4.0577. That's a very specific number for them to come three, to. Three, you know? Right. Ah, 4 billion. No. No. You <laughs> add one more point zero five, or I'm out. Or I walk. You know, so now Star Wars is, uh, Disney is going to make more Star Wars movies. They have the ability to make more Indiana Jones movies. But they have officially announced that they are releasing Episode 7. In 2015. But but speaking of movies that don't hold up, <laughs> right. have you guys watched Star Wars lately? And I know this is going to make a lot of people mad, but I just don't care. They're not very good. <laughs> I, the Wait, what, are you ones? talking about the one, two, three, or are you talking about four, five, six? Well, well the original. The original. So, four, the, so five, technically, six. they're four, five, six. Yeah. But but the the originals, the 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 special effects are really lame. Even the dialogue's cheesy. Again, this is people are probably going to be really upset and tweeting, but I don't care. I think it's one of the most overrated franchise movie franchises that we have. So this all got me thinking about. Okay, so episode seven's coming out. Um, I got to admit, I'm wary, but I'm also I'm also a little bit excited about it. So it made me think of the top five titles. <laughs> oh, okay. That Disney's versions of Star Wars would give for episode seven. That's cool. Good. So I'd like to go through them with you. Number five. Star Wars Episode Seven, The Seven Dwarves of Endor. Mm-hmm. So, so these are the top five or just five? I mean, were there like 20 and no, you selected? I, I, I the came s- up with 30. <laughs> <laughs> and I selected the top five. I came up with 30, did an informal door-to-door door survey. I did a survey. With yeah. Wine and drinking these, these mothers. While trick-or-treating last night. Yeah. With a box of wine. Yeah. Uh, number four, Star Wars Episode Seven, Revenge of the Dumbos. Now, let me, let me add something here. Since this is Disney, I wanted these all to be family friendly. Mm-hmm. So these are cute more than funny. What if it's a revenge of Dumbos? That'd be That'd scary. Be terrifying. That sounds like, pretty terrifying. Think about it. That's pretty yeah. terrifying. Yeah. This next one's pretty terrifying too. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Little Mermaid Strikes Back. <laughs> I mean, just imagine this angry well, little she, mermaid. This is a Triton. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be just dangerous. <laughs> Especially it's in space, so she's a space mermaid. That's what you got to watch out for out there is space mermaids. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be in 3D. If there's anything more terrifying than a mermaid, it's space mermaid. The only, you know the only thing that kills space mermaids? Saltwater pressure washers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Star Wars, or, uh, number three, two. <laughs> two, I Number think. two. <laughs> Star Wars, it's all these different episode numbers and I, I'm lost. Star Wars episode seven. This is also scary sounding. Attack of the 101 Dalmatians. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have meningitis. Right. And, and it's a long movie because we're going to follow the plot of each different Dalmatians attack. <laughs> so this is a Super long movie. Long. Yeah. Um, and my number one idea for the title, Star Wars Episode Seven: Fantasia Menace of the Caribbean. That's awesome. <laughs> Bonus so, round. Hold on, Fantasia, the American Idol singer, <laughs> now menacing all the Caribbean islands. No, yeah. Don't dilute the Disney classic Fantasia. And we got a bonus round. We're going to go into Indiana Jones movies. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Snow Dogs. Will it still star Cuba Gooding Jr.? Right. It's, it's, or Paul Walker. Yeah, he would, or both. Yeah, they would both play Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom C- of the Crystal Bambi. Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. would be young Indiana. And Paul Walker would no the other way one. around. Either way, Paul Walker would be young yeah. Indiana. <laughs> and Cuba Gooding Jr. would be older Indiana. Middle because no, I think they just play the same. They're just randomly interchanged throughout the movie without <laughs> okay. explanation. Kind of yeah. like the Olsen twins in Full House. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. It's or it's like you know the the dad on Bewitched. They just switch them out <laughs> without explaining it. <laughs> Bonus round: Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Bambi. Though this could also, since those are two girls' names, so it could also be the Kingdom of Crystal and Bambi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the final bonus round, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost DuckTales. Oh, I love <laughs> DuckTales. Mm-hmm. All right, Jesse, do you have an update on the yeah. captured monkey in Tampa? Yes. 
I, you know, I wish there was more uh, details that obviously they're keeping this uh, whole operation under wraps. But, you know, the monkey has – this is a, it's a matter of national security. So I'm pulling this from WikiLeaks. The monkey right? has meningitis. Yeah, I'm on WikiLeaks right now. Um, so uh, the, the monkey had been on the lam for over three years, but it recently bit a 60-year-old woman. Now, the monkey was frequently seen uh, on top of a steeple at a church – it, it had jumped into swimming pools. It had it. It was in a tree and it urinated on a resident in Tampa. So it had, you know, been causing a lot of mischief for a while. But once this uh, uh, six-year-old woman got bit, they they ramped up the 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 efforts to capture it in the recent weeks. So a lot of wildlife officials and 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 different people were walking around with tranquilizer guns. So that they would be armed and ready should they see this monkey. Now, it was shot by a wildlife official and is currently uh, by a tranquilizer gun. They brought it in. It is under observation at a veterinary clinic. And then they're going to move it to a permanent facility. So right now, as of right now, the monkey has not escaped. But mm-hmm. I assume it will only be a matter of He's days. He's plotting yeah, his I'm, escape. Like, I thought Florida was a death penalty state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, well, we all no matter what no matter what plans that the 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 state has for this monkey, we know that he will be back in the wild any day now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and and let me just say this: I feel sorry for the wildlife official that tranquilized this guy. You don't evade the popo for that. If Planet of the too. Apes taught us anything, yeah. Ho- hopefully his family's in protective services because. Mon- monkeys are, are they they have great memories and they're all monkey about revenge. Monkey see, monkey do. Monkey see, <laughs> yeah. monkey do. If there's one thing, if there's two things I know about monkeys, one is awesome memories. Two, they are hell bent on revenge. <laughs> <laughs> also, they Jeez. do like apples. Hmm. Yeah. So, they do like them apples. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to engage, if you see one and you want to engage him in conversation, in fact, ask him how do you like them apples, and he'll probably relax. <laughs> <laughs> Quite well. A lot of people don't realize that, but yeah. I actually do like them apples. Yeah, Thank you for asking. Thank you for the apple. Finally. So if you ever yeah. find yourself uh, with a monkey on a lamb, make sure you just have an apple on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Befriend it. Don't tranquilize it because it's going to end badly for you. Right. All right. That'll do it for Sices. Stay tuned. Up next, Purity Ring. listening to Escondido. The song is Cold October. Guess they are not Floridians. Purity Ring is a Canadian electronic duo consisting of Megan James on vocals and Corin Roddick doing the instrumentals. The duo formed in 2010 after having both played in other bands. During live shows, Roddick uses a custom-built tree-shaped instrument to drive both live sound and lighting. It's crazy. It's awesome. Additionally, during live performances, both wear closed, custom-designed, and sewn uh, by Megan. Their debut album, Shrines, released in July. The band will be embarking on an extensive North American and European tour this fall and winter. You won't want to miss it. Absolutely get this album. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to her. This is Megan James of Purity Ring. guys had almost the overnight success that a lot of bands really want you've really exploded really really quickly and if you don't mind one more time sharing the story of how you guys like got started it was all sort of a fluke i feel like uh like corin started producing while he was on tour with another band he just started like writing tracks electronic tracks in the band literally and that's where he wrote like the first couple things that he sent me which which became our very first song 
he he knew he wanted a vocalist and then asked if I, I'd like to try it out and I was like okay that's kind of a weird request like singing I've never thought that I would I would like like to sing over electronic music or or try anything or never thought I would try anything like that so I was I was happy to do it and then we lived in different cities at the time so when we got together we recorded Unburst literally in like four hours that was all we all we did together on it like in the same room and then a week later he sent it to me he's like do you like it and I said yeah sounds great and then he just posted it online to friends he had met who ran blogs and like made a, a Tumblr and Facebook page for it and all of those things just like normal things that, that any musician does for people to see it and it it kind of just like by on its own accord like worked its way onto more and more blogs and into more and more ears. Of course, it's something that we want, as as anyone else does, but it's not anything that we tried for more than more than just like normal attempts of of writing a song and having our friends hear it. It's hard to to say how that happened or why, other than the story, but exciting nonetheless. Do you feel like the sound, like the sort of electronic sound that you guys have now, is that not what you grew up with, or is that not the sort of music that you saw yourself playing at this point? No, not not ever. I mean, we grew up in the same city, but yeah, there, we met playing music, and it was mostly hardcore punk music that we knew each other through. But yeah, it's it's been interesting watching our ourselves and our friends from there because a lot of them has sort of translated over to making electronic music and it's been really interesting it's like the same kids that are that are interested in these kinds of sounds now but yeah in in that way no never like never did i ever expect to be in this world Is it like harder than you thought it'd be? Like when you're dreaming about, yeah, maybe someday it'd be fun to tour and to like sell out shows and play like these big venues that you're doing now. Is it what you thought it would be like? Honestly, I never thought. I never like it. Never crossed my mind. Really? Doing what I'm doing right now? Mm-mm, not at all. I thought I'd be like selling clothes for more stores than I used to. I do like <laughs> like more boutiques and like in bigger cities, but never, never. I like I always knew I'd play music, but I never and tour like in Canada maybe, but I never really thought I'd be doing it worldwide. Or yeah, and like when I went to a show that I really loved uh, and like felt like I related to, I would of course have like daydreams where like I would be doing something like that or or knew that I'd do. But yeah, it was never something that I really had in my plans for myself. If you were going to say there was something you hope people like took away from shrines or took away from your shows even, what do you think that would be? I don't really like when people feel like sort of humbled by things that not even necessarily what we're making, but just like by things that people create in general. And then they like relate in a way that makes them feel closer to something in themselves. That's something I always really appreciate when, when people like, portray to me that they felt or, or when I feel that like in a room, something humble, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
That was Purity Ring. Go get the album. Check out PurityRingSongs.com. listening to shiny toy guns the song is if i lost you not to be confused with david kinnaman's new book you lost me right which is written about a shiny toy gun <laughs> was it, it no i don't know i haven't read it yet <laughs> just, I read just it assuming shiny <laughs> shiny toy guns with the soundtrack to dave kinnaman's new book if you play them together you lost me right it's a concept experience yeah the new issue of relevant the november december issue if you want to be technical just released yesterday, November 1st, technically. If you're a subscriber, we favor you and send it to you two weeks early so you can be in on the awesomeness before the general public at the newsstands. As we are wont to do six times a year, we're going to tell you about the masterpiece, otherwise known as Relevant Magazine. Joining us to do that is our people that you guys aren't used to hearing. Well, they just heard Tyler. Well, I know that, I know what but they haven't heard him in this context. They're not oh, used to this. Yeah, For right. years, That's it's true. been other voices. You're right. Our managing editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's, the, that's not the voice I'm used to hearing. Yeah, Hi. No. <laughs> and our content development editor moved down from upstate New York. That's right. Stephanie Smith. Hello, hello. I'm excited to, to be able to talk about the issue because I feel like podcast listeners are starting to get the impression that I'm just the slice guy. Right. And as much as... No, don't get me wrong. I think people in this office think that. I, I think so, too. And But, but Wait, I'm, I'm a man who wears... You're not the slice guy. I do. I No. I am the slice guy, but if you if people would just give me what do you a chance, have on your business card? My my title, my working title is managing editor. Uh-huh. Is that does that sound like slice guy to you, Chad? AKA master slice maker. Oh, I oh hmm. sounds like he could be a DJ too. Well, what, do you mm-hmm. just want to call master back? slice maker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's going to challenge other people. I'm the ones and twos. <laughs> MC slice maker. And uh, Stephanie recently joined our team. I'm going with. July? July. So that's four was, months yep. ago. I came down. My first Orlando experience was for the 4th of July. So That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Our editor at large, Roxanne Weeman, is at large. We don't know where she's <laughs> off somewhere. <laughs> uh, if you've seen her, <laughs> please give us a call. <laughs> her family is looking for her. No, we saw her. She came in yesterday. We taped mm-hmm. a segment about our Israel and Palestine trip. So. Uh, she's apparently doing fine. Uh, she's she's writing the January cover story, the mm-hmm. next issue's cover story right mm-hmm. now as we speak. That's why she's not here. And um, she might even take a hand in, in the cover story after that, so the March one. What we like to do uh, when, when we bring the editors in is to kind of tell some behind the scenes about the issue. Um, you know, we're not going to go through page by page and tell you what's in it because that's what websites are for uh, or and or newsstands. Um, but there's there's kind of the way we put it together, how it turned out. Um, so there's always, I think the inside perspective is interesting to people. So um, I'm just going to put it out there. Been doing this in two issues. It'll be a, f- no, next issue would be a full 10 years we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's up there for me. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed this issue. Um, it's like when I... T- you know, I tell people we've been doing the podcast a long time, but there's a couple episodes that like stand out. Like I really enjoyed like John Tesh. I really enjoyed um, Bob Goff recently, mm-hmm. and it, those stand out to me. We've had a lot of great shows and a lot of great guests. I don't mean to say anything about the other ones, but they, they just stand out. This is one of the issues that'll stand out to me when I think back about the years. Um, it was a fun issue, and we haven't always been fun. We've done serious stuff. We've done important stuff. We've done big stuff. But it hasn't always just been fun. And this issue is fun. I mean, it's just a good issue to read. E- even for us, we've been working on it for a while, but you get the sense, like flipping through it, it's like, 
I wonder what's going to come next. Like it seems, it feels like anything could pop out. And we were doing upside page. down pages. Yeah, we yeah. Had, we some had of it's like some of it's, up some of it's written in hieroglyphics. <laughs> we have glow in the dark ink. We've experimented. <laughs> it's in three D for the first time. Um, so, what was your favorite? Like now that's done. What was your favorite part of the issue? It's actually it's a little hard with this one because a lot of things you know a, a father can't pick his favorite child. Oh, stop it. Churlish though some might be. But something that it seems like the subscribers have really taken to and that I, I really love that it'll come as no surprise to anybody who knows about Bob Goff, that, that his 10 ways to live an extraordinary life. It, it, that inter- I walked out of that interview with Bob a different person than I came into Are you being it. serious? I, I mean that. I really yeah. do. He, he, has, he has an effect on people. This one came um, out of the podcast interview. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a thing of like, oh, this guy has a new book out, the guy that Don Miller writes about We only knew him through Don Miller. And um, and so, sure. And then we, you know, I, I don't do many podcast interviews, but I did that one. And it, I came out after the interview, before the podcast aired, I came out and told the editorial team, like, you won't believe, like, that was, that was stunning what mm-hmm. just happened, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, what? You know, and so I'm telling you guys, like, some of the things, like what Bob does and what he says and like, and then he does this, he does this. I was like a kid, like just, just I don't know, meeting yeah. Spider-Man or something. You know? yeah. And um, and we were late in the editorial cycle at that point. We were we were we like shuffled, about to start we design. Sh- we shuffled things around. Yeah. And we thought we have got to get Bob in this issue. So we emailed him almost right away and asked him if he wanted to write. And it was absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. We told him the idea. Maybe we could, he had all these like crazy things that he does and living his life intentionally uh, that has just led to just this kind of surreal life that he's had. And we thought, well, maybe he could kind of mentor us, distill it down to the 10 Mm -hmm. ideas Mm -hmm. to live an extraordinary life. He loved the idea, said he'd write it. Weeks passed. (laughs) And as we know, Bob doesn't make appointments. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. We're all family here. We're all friends. He's he's proud of it. And... uh, and, but you know that he'll answer his cell phone. I mean, that's the truth. So we're calling. Hey, Bob. And uh, it's going to voicemail a few times. <laughs> so maybe he's in with the president of Uganda. I don't know. He can't answer his phone. That's fine. If he can answer it, he will answer it. He wasn't able to answer it. And we're getting concerned because now we are in design. I mean, this issue is going, and we're holding pages for an article that did not exist. Mm-hmm. The window came, or the moment came where I just, I was like, guys, we can't be holding out. I hope he's going to write it. I mean, put yourself in his shoes. He wants to write it, but we just logistically, there's no way he can write it. And so Tyler's like, well, I'll just talk to him. I'll write it. He tells me the ideas and I'll write it around what he says. And then you called him. Got a hold of him. And then we all got a taste of what Bob is really yeah, like. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was, well, I, well, I called him and, and he, he picked up. As he did. And, and he, he remembered the idea and he was very sorry that he, that he couldn't write it for us. He was in the car. He was driving on the highway. Um, he just come back from, somebody had called him and said, Bob, I need someone to talk to. So he had left because he doesn't have any appointments. So he just left in the middle of the day, gone to talk to this guy for a few hours and was driving back to his house. And so I pitched him the idea. Yeah, just 10 ideas, 10 things that you think will help take our readers' lives to the next level. He said, I love, I love the idea. And I said, so if, if you need a few minutes, I could call you back in like an hour, but we need it soon. And he said, I'm steering with my knees, and I've already written down six ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't he have his niece in the car with him or something? There were, I don't know. There was, knee, there was no niece in the He was oh, steering with no maybe knees. just knees. knees. There was no knees. Knee, knees. knees. I'm, I'm steering with my niece. <laughs> I've given my right niece, now. I've given my my niece the wheel. <laughs> my six year old. She's, she's, she's got this wheel. one. So Bob Goff so is he, flying down an interstate in California, driving with his knees, writing the 10 things so down. This, this article Off was really written by head. a man going at about 80 miles an hour. Uh, and I and, and I would just transcribe this. Was, it. This was the uh, the final <laughs> thing published by Bob Goff. <laughs> he a, said something to that effect, like, "If we only get to number seven and <laughs> just make number eight, don't steer with your knees." <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen so much buzz. Um, uh, people oh, cutting amazing. it out and taping it on their walls or or quoting it on Twitter. And um, it's fun to see that his words and his ideas are, are impacting and resonating with other people the way that it did us. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fun article. And I love, I love when things like that happen where it's just like we're inspired and we just want to give our platform to people who are inspiring us and, and, it, and it is inspiring other people. And that's just kind of why we do this. You he's, know, that's yeah. a lot he's, of fun. He's, it seems like he's somebody who's 
just sort of famous for loving people and loving life and, and really not much else. And, and it's nice to be able to, you want to amplify those voices and show people this is how it goes. Our cover story is with uh, Rain Wilson. Yeah. And Rain is Dwight Schrute on The Office. People are like, why is he on the cover of Relevant? He's not a Christian. He's actually doing a lot around his faith and f- to create a platform for faith uh, through soulpancake.com. And we just thought he was interesting. Here's a Hollywood actor who's leveraging his resources and platform to uh, commit his life and his uh, reputation to something that he passionately believes in. And, and it's like, as a Christian, I'm actually really challenged by that. It's like, if I was in his shoes, would I just like cash the checks or would I kind of spend my own money to mm-hmm. create a platform that really isn't for financial reasons? It's just because he's passionate about and committed to it. And um, it was a fascinating interview. We had a writer spend time with him out in L.A., uh, went to the Soul Pancake offices, you know, kind of hung out in the neighborhood with him. And we did a photo shoot there. Steven Taylor did a photo shoot. Um, part of the article talks about the final season of The Office. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's why it's timely, fall TV season. Right. And that he was, while doing the article, shooting the pilot for The Farm, the the potential spinoff of The Office where it would be shoot farms. Found out today, yep. The Farm did not get picked up. Did not. It's in. It's not a major part of the article. It's just interesting that he says, eh, I don't really care if it gets picked up or not, you know. Ah, it's fun to do, and I'll keep riding the wave as long. You know, I like this character, but yeah. it's not defining my life in any way. And I was like, it's interesting. He was he was fairly cavalier about the future of of Dwight Schrute in the interview. It sounds like, and NBC, Caval- cavalier. What do you mean? Like uh, he just what you said. He he was he, like, he would love to do it. Give it's like sure, if they want to pay me to keep playing this character, yeah. I'll do it. But you know, if it doesn't work out, that's cool. It was a good run. At this point, his he's definitely a name who people will associate probably with Dwight for a long time. And this probably gives him a chance to work outside of that a little bit. And that's really what the article talks about is kind of the other side of Rain Wilson Mm -hmm. and um, kind of the reinvention of him. I mean, he's actually a cool guy. If you look at the photo shoot, you're like, (laughs) what? You do a double take when you look at the photos. Almost unrecognizable without the, the like yellow shirts and ties. He, He doesn't, you wouldn't and think the paranoid look on the face, right? <laughs> but he was really—he was really friendly. He was—he was very open. He's very thoughtful, and he—he uh, he had some ideas that were really challenging. I really think, challenging, to, yeah. To us, it was a great interview. Stephanie, what was your highlight of the issue? And you can't pick anything we've already talked about. Huh, that's a hard one. I I loved this issue, and I think all of us would agree that when you know there. It seems natural that there would come a point when you're working on every single word and the issue to just get really sick of the content, but that did not happen for me. Um, I really enjoyed because you kept changing the words, so it was every time it wasn't. It, yep, it, it, <laughs> it was fresh kept, every time. Yeah, every time. Uh, one of my highlights would probably be um, I I really the 2013 in preview is a really fun piece. Yeah, uh, Jesse Carey. Yes. So we're going to be keeping our, our eye on how many of these really come true. Like and half I of think, them already come true. I, I think there's... It's kind of weird. It, it's, it's actually a weird. Little it's a completely kind of ludicrous list, and some yep. of them are already happening. Yep. But, I mean, it, it's... We are trying to be a prophetic voice for our generation, <laughs> yeah. and we have done it. Jesse actually so wrote... mission accomplished. <laughs> Jesse didn't just write the 2013 in preview. He also wrote... 10 Reasons Why We Still Love Christmas, which is uh, a really funny piece as well. Mm-hmm. Something that a few readers have pointed out on Twitter is that we have we feature all three members of DC Talk. In this yeah, that's issue. right. We have all an entire of page of slices. Devoted. There are three items on it, and all three members of DC Talk made the news. And we didn't have to try. It was they. Everybody had something worth contributing to our slices page. So for those of you Jesus freaks who are still out there, um, you have a page that's just for you in this issue. The heavy um, uh, podcast listeners know the heavy. We had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the issue. Yeah. He's uh, kind of he huge a good, right now. He had a pretty now. good year. Yeah. He had a decent year. We have so much in the issue. Uh, Reject the Apathy, Slices, Next, The Drop, uh, all the media recommends and more. If you want to get it, it is available at newsstands nationwide. Um, a lot of the Barnes & Nobles, um, a lot of uh, growing in airports. Uh, a lot of colleges have it as well. Um, if you want to get it, pick it up at newsstands. You can also get the interactive iPad issue available in the app store. 
Um, it's well worth your couple bucks. It's it's a, a very cool interactive way. We have a lot of media in the magazine, and so it comes to life in the iPad issue. You definitely want to check it out. You can subscribe now for less than 15 bucks. You get the magazine, four quarterly albums, exclusive immediate access to all the magazine content online, and a lot more. You can get it at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. We'd appreciate the support. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You finna put on your feet. Homie, this is your fault. Your, fault. your job, your, your job. responsibility. Your responsibility. <laughs> don't get mad when mama don't give you 20 bucks. It's your turn. I don't know what to tell you. And I ain't got an answer. I ain't got an answer. Man, I ain't got an answer. I don't know. It's apparent that you have failed as a parent, homie. I ain't got an answer. Man, I ain't got an answer. Homie, I ain't got an answer. Oh no, it's apparent. Sometimes I think I failed as a parent. Yeah. And my son having autism is rough. But maybe he don't speak because words don't say much. Maybe he don't need words to communicate his love. You're listening to Propaganda. The song is I Ain't Got an Answer. It's featuring Show Baraka. Uh, Propaganda is going to be the next issue of Relevant. And not the new one that you just heard about, but the next one. And he's touring right now uh, with Lecrae. It's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you to show and tell us, see show and tell, uh, your best Halloween costume. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You went over to the Facebook page, and you went to the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites, and we will announce our ultimate favorite who will win the Stephen Furtick Greater DVD. Uh, well, uh, Reed Buck on Twitter... Uh, Reed Buck at Reed Buck one. He was Carl from the movie Up. Carl, I believe, is the old man. Judging yeah. from this costume, he he walked around dressed as the old man uh, from the film, and he also has a bunch of balloons with him. Uh, he said that instead of having the Boy Scout following him, I guess the, these may be his children or or some kids that he knows. Uh, they're two ninja like um, costumes. One is a Power Ranger. One is Storm Shadow from GI Joe. Uh, so the costume kind of falls apart there because neither of them evidently wanted to be Boy Scouts, but they are armed with sweet ninja swords. So the whole thing makes no sense, but it's still pretty awesome. The Facebook page, Tritton uh, Ahern uh, posted a picture of him as his role model, Ron Swanson. Oh, nice. Um, Mandy Taylor Keel uh, did a, I like this one. Um, she's the Orbit Gum Girl. Dirty mouth, clean it up. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's holding a orbit with a big <laughs> blonde wig and a neck neck scarf, ascot. I guess they're called. Eric uh, Eric Keel went as Jungle Bird. Yes, yes, oh, nice. And he posted a picture. His wife posted a picture. I guess instead of yelling trick or treat, he would just <laughs> ring doorbells, do the Jungle Bird call, and demand that deforestation be stopped. No, I think he would interrupt other trick or treating as they were happening. <laughs> 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 and then just yeah, yeah. just photobomb the trick or treat. Yeah. That's good. Well, uh, uh, my favorite, and, and Calvin, I know this is uh, uh, one that you liked as well. Mark Nizarez and his wife were uh, Susie and Sam from Moonrise Kingdom, and they uh, they posted a picture. Uh, Mark did, and they are phenomenal outfits. The detail is is pre- pretty remarkable. He mm-hmm. has the raccoon hat, the Boy Scout uh, uniform with the BB gun. Uh, she has a dress very similar uh, to the film with binoculars uh, and, and some, some, some wildflowers. They, they went over and above with these costumes. I realize that voting hasn't started yet, but I'm just going to say that that one's my favorite. Yeah. Well, I, I like this one from Zach, uh, also on the Relevant Podcast page. He says, last year I went as a chick magnet. I wore red pants with gray shorts and gray shirt. All over my body, I put baby chickens. And then he explains it with a get it, chick magnet. Kate, Kate, Hensley, <laughs> Kate Hensley posted a picture of this. She said, I couldn't afford an expensive costume, so I took gray paint samples from a local hardware store, pinned them all over her dress, like covering the dress completely, and told people she was going as 50 shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the creativity that our listeners put into their costumes. They didn't just really go down good. to like... Halloween city and, and get, yeah. you know, slutty nurse, you know, or a witch or something, you know, mm-hmm. I, I saw one. It wasn't a, a, a podcast. Well, he might've been a podcast listener, but it was unrelated. It was on a different site, but it was, I thought it was so funny. I had to mention it. 
he wore, it was a guy who wore no shirt. He wore a bikini top and he had coming over the, the back of his shoulder, a smiling stingray. And he would look over at the stingray oh. with a very terrified look on his face. He was the girl from the stingray photo bomb. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Smart. I like yeah, that. it was it was a good one. Okay, so it's time to it's time to vote for our favorites. So who wins the DVD? I, I think the Moonrise Kingdom couple. That's my vote. To. That's my vote as well. Moonrise Kingdom. Although I am very intrigued by the creativity behind the Fifty Shades of Grey costume. Fifty yeah. Shades yeah. of Grey. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Jungle Bird. I mean, jung- I like. I mean, right. Jungle Bird. The podcast. Jungle yeah, Bird shows tough. a this commitment to this, to this, to this, to the podcast. To the podcast. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If we're yeah. talking about a podcast specific, loyal listener. Yeah, I'm going to change my vote to Jungle Bird. <laughs> <laughs> what if I, look? What I if that was actually Jungle Bird who dressed up as Jungle Bird? <laughs> yeah. What do you think Jungle Bird went as? Moonrise Kingdom, probably. Mm, that was him. Yeah. <laughs> the old guy from Up. Yeah. He was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, okay, so I, let's literally take a vote. I vote. My vote is for Jungle Bird. Calvin? I vote for Jungle Bird. Jungle, Jungle Bird. Bird. Oh. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. I'm still going Moonrise Kingdom. Jesse, you're the tiebreaker. Okay, let me just say this. I, I, I appreciate Moonrise Kingdom because of the detail. Like I think they really went above and beyond here. Uh, but I think the I think Jungle Bird is a funnier character for a Halloween costume. Eric Keel, Eric Keel, you have won Jungle a Stephen Furtick DVD. But honorable mention to the Moonrise Kingdom. All right, book. okay, Moonrise Kingdom. We'll give you a Stephen Furtick book. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's so, fair. That's so fair. Jungle Bird gets a DVD because we know he doesn't like to read, and <laughs> and Moonrise Kingdom gets a book because they're nerds. So there you go. There right. you go. Perfect. They'll Perfect. sit and read. In the in the woods next to their tent. Yeah, they, they yeah she they <laughs> like brought the a lot of books on them in their journey. Right, so it goes with gossip. The whole, the Last time I checked, they didn't bring a DVD player. Right. Though they did bring a, a record, record player. player. Do we have a vinyl that we could give them? <laughs> I have the John Tesh vinyl. vinyl. I do have the John Tesh <laughs> vinyl. Does Audible.com, along with audiobooks, hey, do, don't, do don't. vinyls? Yay, that's a freebie. You can't, you can't throw <laughs> don't that out there. Don't mention them this week. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not, I was asking if they offer a product. I don't know. I don't know even what Which you're talking Stephen about. Which is Stephen Furtick's book on vinyl. <laughs> 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 they do audiobooks. I'm just, it's a logical question. Because uh, if so, we should send it to the Moonrise Kingdom couple. If not, they're out of luck. <laughs> okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, this is a week of uh, a very important moment in our country's history. The Lincoln movies come right. out. Not about the election. Yeah. 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 Well, Lincoln if you're, if you're voting, an insomniac so. and, and have trouble sleeping, just buy a ticket to the Lincoln movie. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be out instantly. We didn't want to ask an election question because... There's no good that will come of whatever right. you say, right? Yeah. And, and so we couldn't go there. We're gonna we we discount your political opinion right off the bat. It's <laughs> it's a little too early to talk holiday stuff. We got some in the queue and some in the hopper for for the holiday season. So that gets closer. Um, but this week the Lincoln movie came out. It got us thinking about historical figures that haven't had a movie made about them, a biopic, shall we say, Mm -hmm. that should. Hmm. Uh, What obscure or important or interesting historical character should have a movie made about itself? Who would star in it? And what would... I guess we know the plot. What what would possibly any plot twists be? Kind of like a Lincoln vampire hunter. You could you could throw a little t- a modern twist on a mm. historical biopic that'd make it more interesting. Right. That make Jesse more likely to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I w- I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And it's gonna be a Tim Burton Johnny Depp collaboration. Oh. Actually, probably pretty really good. creepy and awesome. If you want to tell us your bi- historical biopic, who should star in it, and what the twist would be, hit us up on our podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Although that'd be really impressive if you could tell us all this. Distill it into 140 characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At Relevant Podcast is the name, and you can find our Facebook page as well. Many thanks to Megan James from Purity Ring for talking to us. Uh, Do yourself a favor and get that album. You can find it at purityringsongs.com or anywhere that music is sold. Our new issue of Relevant is out now. Uh, get it on the App Store, the, the interactive version, or you can uh, subscribe at relevantmagazine.com and get instant access to all the content um, uh, for subscribers. 
You get six issues, four albums, two issues of Reject Apathy, all the exclusive web content as well. It's a great deal. It's a good magazine. This is one of my favorite issues we've ever done. I think you're going to like it a lot, and we'd appreciate the support. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm driving a vampire Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. If there's two things I know about monkeys, one is awesome memories. Two, they are hellbent on revenge.